Generally Speaking About the Church, Episode 30. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Generally Speaking About the Church. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and I'm here in the studio today, joined by my pastor once again, Chad Cadell. Hola, Cliff. We're going to be talking about podcasting yes. for the church in just one moment. So, Chad, welcome back to the studio, my friend. It's great to be here, my man. I'll tell you, I, I think some exciting things have changed since the last time you and I were here together. Yes, your job. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Oh, man, I tell you, I can't tell you how exciting it is to do what I love for a living. It's awesome. It's it's exciting for me. I think back to uh, last year when you and I were on the treadmill there every day, kind of walking together and hearing you pour out your heart in this holy discontent that was brewing in you for a long time about stepping out in faith and and uh, taking these gifts that God has really uniquely wired up in you and doing what you're doing now. And it's been a, a great ride for me to watch the result of your faith and uh, the peace that's come over you and Stephanie as you're now in your sweet spot, man. Yeah, yeah it's it, awesome. It, it's been, a, it's been a, a journey to say the very least, and I am so glad to be on this path that I'm on now. It, it, it is an amazing journey. Um, what we wanted to talk about today, though, is uh, Watermark Community Church, and specifically, what has changed, if anything, as a result of Watermark entering into the field of podcasting mm-hmm. and and kind of any feedback that you've got from that? The, the desire here is that I would help other churches understand the power behind podcasting, if there is any. So can you just tell us a little bit about your experience just off the top of your head? Nothing prepared, right? Right. I think uh, the first thing that comes to mind, you and I, before we recorded this a few moments ago, we're just sitting here and talking about technology and some next steps we're going to take as a church, hopefully over the next year. And one of the things you said uh, that really stuck out to me was when we're thinking about reaching our unchurched friends in our culture in Northern Kentucky, uh, we've got to speak their language. And their language is not bulletins. It's not sitting in a pew listening to a sermon necessarily. It's not even necessarily a text email anymore. Um, it's things like you access, like like Twitter and podcasts and things that to our world, they're totally normal, but they're still kind of foreign to the church. Uh, it's kind of like in our membership class, I talk about our church wanting to be relevant versus just contemporary. And uh, as I've said before, unchurched people in this generation, they're not impressed when we say, hey, we've got a contemporary service now. We've got a screen. We show video clips and the words are up there. No more hymnals. Uh, An unchurched person says, well, what else would you be? Because they're all day long on their their text messaging. They're listening to podcasts. They're doing email. They live on their Blackberries. And we want to make sure as a church, we're not an eight-track church in MP3 kind of world. Absolutely. And so uh, what I've learned about the podcast for us, it's another way to get to people who they're just not going to get up and walk through the doors of our church on a Sunday morning necessarily. And probably the biggest thing I've seen is God has used that um, to help speak their languages as our people. We're always trying as a church to make sure we're putting as many tools as possible in their hands to make it totally easy to invite their friends to church with ease. And the podcast has been a big reason for that. I've heard many of our folks say, you know, I've got this guy at work, this guy in my neighborhood who is very cynical about faith. Uh, he's got this perception about church is it's boring, it's predictable, it's judgmental, it's fake. And it is almost impossible for me to get him to come check it out. However, one day I mentioned our website and our podcast and went on there and he listened to the message. 
And for 20, 30 minutes, just got a taste of watermark and got off that and said, you know what? I got to be honest with you, not what I expected. And because of that, now those people are coming through the doors of the church. That's amazing. speaking their language, and we're reaching people out there. It would never be reached with just a sign, an invite, or a mailer they receive in the mail. Uh, We're getting in there in their tech world, and the church has got to step up and engage where people are. And the podcast has really helped us do that. And it's just the first step of many. The podcast, as you and I talked earlier this morning, Cliff, it's one of many things we're going to begin to do to continue to be in the midst of that culture, be relevant, and speak their language. Very awesome. I'm, I'm very glad to hear that. Now, I, I want to just go ahead and prime the pump here just a little bit. Prime it. And uh, so can you tell us about some of the feedback you, you've got from people who have never even heard of Watermark before the podcast? Yeah, the feedback, um, there tends to be kind of a consistent theme there. And what's wild is that, you know, while our main goal is to reach people here in greater Cincinnati, we get emails from Australia, <laughs> California, Hawaii, New York. Uh, what's cool is that it's reaching people literally all over the world. And while that's not the main reason we set out to do the podcast, another benefit of that is our ministry is being far extended to people around the world. Um, we had a lady and, and multiple people actually that have emailed in and said, man, if I could connect with a church like this, <laughs> I'd go back to church. And we've been able to, through the Willow Creek Association and other resources, to email those people and say, hey, we've, we've looked where you live. Here's three churches, their websites, their contact info that I think would really mirror kind of the vision of Watermark. Go check it out. And because of that, people are now connecting to church, even other states, and we're still reaching people that aren't even in northern Kentucky. The people in this area, one of the things we often hear time and time again is, it's so real. Yeah, It's so authentic. Um, they could go out to a Christian bookstore and read something in a book, but they can't hear the voice. They can't hear the heart. They can't hear the tone. They'll say it's authentic. It's real. As soon as I'm done, I can get in my car and apply it. Whether I have tons of biblical knowledge or I've never been in church in all my life, I understood it. It made sense. It's practical. And it's Monday morning kind of stuff. I can take it and I can use it immediately. And those are just some of the great feedback we've gotten as a result of the podcast with much more even than that. Absolutely. And, and in fact, I'll just, I won't, we won't share any details, but I do recall you uh, sharing with me that you got an email and the subject line was, thank you for bringing me back to God. Yes. Yeah. And so, I mean, and of course, being in podcasting as much as I have, I've, I've had the opportunity to just see so much of that. And, and what's amazing is, is that there are so many churches out there that are preaching relevant messages. Right. They are they're going against the tradition of just doing things they always were doing all the time, and, and, and they really are making a difference uh, and being relevant to what this culture is, but they're yet still missing out on this vital piece of communication. It's, it, it really is for them. It's if we can get them in the church doors, right. if we can get them through the doors, they would see. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I have to believe that there are so many pastors out there that are saying that to themselves. But the truth is, is there are going to be some people you will not get to come through the doors right. unless they understand how relevant you are beforehand. That's right. Church is an overwhelming thing for most people. Once again, because they've got perceptions that are all over the map. Some of those are fair. Some of them aren't. But whatever their perceptions are, they're very real to them. And for some of them to even walk in the door and sit through a service is one of the most overwhelming, even frightening thing for some people. And so if they can get a taste of that in the comfort of the living room, sit in their pajamas, drinking coffee with their laptop in front of them, man, it's just a much better way for them to come and feel a little bit more disarmed, a lot more 
comfortable, and it gives us friends, our friends in our church, once again, a greater ability to invite with ease uh, and with confidence. And I think the one thing that that we've been thinking about as a leadership is we we budget money to try to do things to get the word out in our community to build awareness about our church, and we do things like sign blitzes and mailers, and they've all been important things. But the way we're beginning to look at it is we can take some of that same money as well and buy certain equipment and do things like podcasting, and instead of reaching maybe six or seven thousand homes <laughs> with the click of a mouse we could be in a couple hundred thousand homes it's it's a no-brainer that the church has really got to wake up and start thinking about it. it's right at our fingertips it's a simple tool and it's just not very complicated to begin uh, even if you're a small church you need to start with something as simple as a podcast then maybe a year from now you step it up and you continue to layer on and build getting more and more into that tech world and where people are but the podcast is something very simple and very easy to start with it's kind of a along with your website uh, and having a web presence. It's just another great way uh, to get to people where they are at their work and their living rooms in a safe place where they can hopefully hear a dangerous, relevant message. Absolutely. And so far up to this point, we've talked a lot about the fact, the benefits of podcasting and reaching the unchurched, the people who are not coming to your church. Uh, what about the people in the church? Is, is there a benefit? Now, for one thing I know is that prior to me starting up the Watermark Community Church uh, podcast, there, I, I remember coming in and I see these CDs on the table. Why were those there? Basically, at that time, that was the only way we could get the message to our people. You know, we'd have people that would grab the CDs for a couple reasons. Some of them would grab them because maybe they missed the service the past weekend. They said, I really want to catch up on the message. Um, we'd had some people that would use those and say, I'm going to buy four or five of these and give them to my friends. We print off very few CDs anymore. But we still have a few folks that you know, a little old school that want to listen to it in their car or whatever. That's fine. We really don't sell a lot of those anymore because now uh, people say, hey, I missed last weekend. Well, I just get on later on the week, listen to my laptop. Great story. Uh, Bill and Peggy Shively, they're a retired couple in our church. They're snowbirds. They go to Arizona from November to about the 1st of April. Uh, email me every now and then say, just want to let you know we're on the podcast this weekend. Loved it. These are people probably in the early to mid-60s that from out in Arizona, Arizona every week get on and they and they say we still feel like we're in the services every weekend. The other cool tool it's been is with our small groups, our home teams around here. Uh, we basically now have kind of been experiencing exploring with kind of our curriculum being connected to what's taught in the weekend service and then trying to unpack it further during the week. What's cool is that even if somebody in a group wasn't able to be there Sunday, they can get on that week, listen to the podcast, they still hear the message and can still engage in great conversation in their small groups. That that for me and and of course with my start up this business, I've been doing a bit of traveling and I've missed quite a few Sundays. And it's really nice to be able to, you know, pull up the website or download it into Absolutely. iTunes, throw it on my portable recorder or player and, and just be on a road trip yeah. on the way home and listen to that message yeah. and to feel that connection and to still feel a part of that community. It's amazing how it does that. Right. And so what I would like to say for churches and pastors out there, if you guys, if your church is preaching on Sundays, which I would assume that a majority of churches out there probably <laughs> prepare a sermon. And I'd have to think that any pastor that spends any time putting a message together would have to think that what they're saying is important. Mm-hmm. If not, I think it's probably time to maybe retire. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I mean, is your message important? Do you think it, sh- it, it would be able to be a benefit to anybody outside of the people that you speak to on Sunday morning? And if so... Are you doing a podcast yet? I mean, it, it, you really should be. 
put this as a tool for in the hands of people who are out on business trips and miss your sermons when they're not there. Put this as a tool in the hands of the people who have friends that they would love to invite to church, but they're just too afraid. They just don't know what it's like, but this is give them an opportunity to at least experience it. And maybe even still, maybe it won't even bring them to your church, but maybe just maybe you might preach a message that's inspired by God through the Holy Spirit that can just really meet a need Mm -hmm. of somebody that in your church, they know them personally and say, you know what, what you're going through right now, my pastor spoke to this week. Absolutely. You should listen to this. And that's and a click of a button. Yeah, that's been one of the cool things about the podcast is that, you know, we maybe a year ago did a series that talked about, you know, why does God allow evil and suffering? You know, why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? And so now, let's say we get a phone call or an email to Blue and somebody says, man, and within the last two months I've lost my mom, our house burnt down. They've got all these really kind of why questions for God. Instead of me trying to sit down in an hour in an office and try to answer their question, I can say, you know what, go to our website, click on this podcast, get your box of tissues, sit in your chair at home and listen to this and let God minister you do the truth of his word we can we now we just we're building this like incredible library and catalog really of resources that now instead of multiple meetings and going yeah let me now talk to somebody once again about faith or prayer i can say you know what click on this podcast it'll answer your questions and god will really speak to you through the power of his word right and if you still want to have a conversation afterwards then you've already yeah, – It's a launching board for It's us. a very big launching board, yeah. and, and it's like, wow, now I'm equipped to really talk about some of the deeper issues behind Absolutely. this. And so, yeah, it, it's definitely that. So for churches out there, the first step, I believe, is to just take your sermon – and to convert it over into a, a podcast. It, it, it really, the resources to do that are so, so low. I mean, it, it doesn't take a lot to do that. The next step, and, and something that you and I are talking about, is next steps for churches is to say, okay, if you think about radio, Christian radio, a lot of cities has Christian radio now. And taking sermons and making radio programs out of them are nothing new. Mm-hmm. However, there are, on those same Christian stations, there are people who just put their sermons out there with a little bit of an intro and a little bit of an extra, and and they call it a radio program. But in essence, they're just broadcasting their sermon. Uh, So that's one thing. And and, and everything we've talked about up up to this point is that. Mm -hmm. But there is something that the church can do that is beyond that. And that is to say, okay, the sermon is one thing. But let's go ahead and begin some conversation online. Yeah. And and to do a program like a Focus on the Family or um, a Family Life Today or any of these other Christian radio broadcast kind of things, could you imagine what it would be like for your church to sit down with you know two or three people who are just very uh, well-intentioned people who have the knowledge and wisdom to sit down and have some great, relevant conversations and to sit in front of a microphone and record that kind of stuff, I, I, I think that that is a way to just add to what your church has to offer. And, and just it just really shows, I think when, a lot of people think that, you know, well, Chad, you know, he's paid to speak eloquently about the Word of God and, and, and he does this. But what if, what if three or four other people from the church got together and just biweekly had a, a, a roundtable discussion about real life issues. Yeah. People, you know, the guy who owns his own business, the guy who's a CEO of a company, the guy who's flipping hamburgers, the lady who's a stay-at-home mom. Every now and then, they just have this co-hosted uh, roundtable discussion of just real authentic life. I mean, just imagine 
sharing that in a podcast form and yeah. to say, you know what, you're dealing with this. We're all dealing with this. And you know what? We Christians, we're not any better. Right. We're, we're not perfect. We all have issues. This is, and of course, I think about all these programs that are just, just extremely showing that, that the church is relevant today, mm-hmm. that it does meet the needs of people. And so that, those are some of the other things. And I think, um, eventually down the road is, is the ability to do short little communication bursts of, you know, what, what better way to train? I'm, I'm, I know eventually watermark, we're going to grow and we're going to have the small group, uh, chain of command or whatever you want to call that. What do you, what do you call that? An org chart that, that just says, okay, this person's over this person and right. everybody, cause, cause you gotta have some kind of organization to, to, to disseminate information right. and training down. Right. And when, you know, when there's, 200 cell groups or home teams or whatever in your church and you've got all these different leaders and you want to communicate what God has laid on your heart to teach these people to bring to the next to bring these small groups to the next level what better way to communicate that than to be able to do that through um, something as relevant as podcasting where they could listen to it on their way to work. Yeah, I think the biggest thing about technology that, that I'm beginning to see, and I'm not a tech guy, Cliff, you know that, I is is maximum impact. Our, our thing all the time as a church is how can we have maximum impact inside the Watermark family and outside the walls of this place where people aren't connected yet. And the more we reach and get our arms around this thing called technology, the more that goal of maximum impact is taking place. On the inside, eventually, it's going to allow us to have fewer meetings, not doing death by meetings, communicating and actually speeding ourselves up, getting more done, being more productive, having more impact. But once again, then outside of the church, once again, reaching the audience that, you know, 8,000 flyers aren't going to connect, you know, uh, 120 signs we put out in our northern northern Kentucky. Still some things we'll do to supplement our outreach. But if I could say anything to the local church today and to pastors that might be listening to this is if you've even got a two, $3,000 you put in your budget for outreach, I would encourage you to really rethink how you're going to use those resources. Yeah, maybe there's been a, a community parade you're in. Maybe you've sent out mailers. Maybe you do this at the fair. Whatever it is to outreach, I would really encourage you to rethink using those resources to take some type of first step in the in the world of technology to begin to speak that language. And think of it as baby steps. Right now as a church, we've got a website and a podcast. But in talking with Cliff earlier this morning, this next year, we're going to try to take some next steps to get more and more into that world. And I know as a small church, it, it comes down to resources and staff and manpower. But even though you can't do all that maybe at first, you can think, okay, what's next? And you keep layering on those bricks and you keep building and building and then maybe five years from now, man, we are really out there. Think about, it was a joke, man. We used to just have a podcast. You know, now now look at this place. You've got to continue to have vision and look forward like that. And I would really encourage churches to really take those resources and think, you know what, let's take part of that money this year and let's get a quality podcast on our website. And and I'm not here to pump Cliff, but, but a guy like Cliff is available uh, for churches. And what I love about Cliff is he's a former pastor. And even as a lay person in the church, he sees himself as a minister. And he takes these gifts that God has given him, and he gets a charge out of using them to build the church. His heart beats for an Acts 2 church and to see the church thrive. And what I've gotten the taste of in doing life with Watermark, uh, with Cliff here at Watermark, is he gets a thrill out of using those gifts to build the church. And so, man, through his work at BitCast Media and things you can see at, at gspn.tv, man, check out what he's doing. He's a guy that can come alongside of you as you're trying to figure out, well, who is 
visit that person and and really take your church to the next level. Cliff's not paying me to say this, I promise, <laughs> but uh, I got to with all integrity say, man, he has taken our church to another level and his giftedness and his wisdom he speaks in us because of his gifts and experience is going to take our church even to another level here over the next two years. I really believe that. Absolutely. And just, uh, just to uh, wrap things up here real quick, a couple facts just to share with you. You might think, well, you know, I do, we, we're, we are doing the, the, the tapes, the cassette tapes. We are doing the CDs. And it seems to do what you're talking about, Cliff and, and Chad. And, and here's, here's what I'll say to you is that um, 97.5 million people drive to work alone every single day. And those 97.5 million people drive back home each day. Those people probably would have the ability to throw in the, the cassette or the, the CD. However, imagine how many people are walking on their treadmills. Today, people are wanting to work out. People are out there walking through their neighborhoods. People are jogging. People are, are, people are working in their garden. There's just something about the digital form of an MP3 file on a portable player that just makes it possible to take your message everywhere. Yeah. And the nice thing is, is that it, and, and, and I, I've, I've known this to be true, that when it comes to a CD, I don't know what it is. It's a psychological thing. But typically, when somebody sticks a CD into a CD player, they usually listen with just speakers that are broadcasting audio out. For example, in the car or at home, and it's just broadcasting out. It's, 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 it's not as intimate. But when it comes to a portable MP3 file and somebody's got this thing, typically there are these things called headphones or even better yet, earbuds, and they're sticking the, your message right into their ears. And, and there's just something that br- makes that a little bit more intimate, and, yeah. and, and it makes it to where you're a, a, a whole lot more invited mm-hmm. into their lives. And, and again, I don't know what the psychology is there because you can use earbuds and headphones with CD players and CDs. But I do notice just from my interaction with people that when somebody's listening to one of these MP3 players, it typically happens with headphones or earbuds and they're out walking around jogging on the treadmill. Uh, I, I well, personally, I'll have to confess that I drive around town with earbuds in my ears. <laughs> I just do. I, I mean, it's just easier that well, way. I think the other thing, too, I think uh, I think we all would admit that you know when you have a huge collection of tapes and CDs eventually they're lost they're, they're under the seat of the car you don't know you know you're like man where is that I listened to that four weeks ago I wish I could find it you know you're it's, it's in the bottom of McDonald's back your kids reading out of in the van with some fries on top of it and the great thing about digital media is you, you don't really lose it there's no chance of the the CD getting scratched or getting lost it's it's always there you might say three months from now you know I want to go back and listen to that and when you do you know exactly where it is yeah <laughs> you know absolutely well Chad thank you very much for coming here. I, I just really want to hope that, that that other churches would check it out. And even if they don't use Cliff, Ravenscraft, and Bitcast Media, that, that's, yeah, not the that's, point. that's not the point right. of this one. I mean, obviously, I'd love some additional business. But but honestly, if you ha- you probably have in your church, there's a, there's a good chance you have somebody in your church that is a technology-minded person, yes. somebody out there that's using uh, MySpace and Facebook and, and, and all these other YouTube applications. Right. If you know somebody in your church like that, go to 
them today. Yeah, and pastors, let me say this. Cliff makes a good point. You know, sometimes as leaders, we feel like it's our job to be good at like 57 things. <laughs> I'm good at about three things, and I can only juggle about three balls, and I've got to let everything else fall. And so rather than trying to go, no, I'll learn it myself. I'm going to spend the next year. You don't have time to do that. You need to cast vision. You need to shepherd people. You need to lead and to teach. And so this is one of those things where you say, you know what? I'm going to do the church a disservice by trying to, once again, I'll do it. I'll take it on myself. Find somebody who has the gift in this like a cliff and say, do this. This is your strength. Delegate that also can be done well. And then you can speed your ministry up in what you're doing as well. Right. And like I said, you don't over, don't underestimate the values and, and resources of your own church. And, right. and that's what I'm saying is, is you don't have to use somebody like me. There are people in your church likely that could help you. And and if, if not, uh, maybe you have somebody and just have them call me. I, I'd be happy to set up some time and just teach them a couple things. And, yeah. There might be a, a man or woman sitting in your church right now that's really struggling to figure out how maybe they've got giftedness like a cliff does and right now there's no way for them to use that in the local church very dissatisfying for someone yes it is so what a great way instead of robbing them of using that gift that god's wired and up with them what a great way for them to take that gift and say here's how you can use that in a way to build the local church and i know for a guy like cliff that excites him because he knows these gifts are from god and now at our church we're giving him an outlet to finally use these it's awesome absolutely well, Chad, it's always awesome to have you come in yeah, here man. and do it. We're gonna do. We need to get up some kind of like like every three week kind yeah, of schedule thing. Come in here, do some more uh, discussions about the church. Would love to. All right, we'll talk to you soon. See you guys.